In a career, the what's, why's and when's can sometimes be as important as the who. Stepping out of the known and taking risk is part of what will make our careers accelerate or stall. I have a very special guest today, Carmela Cugini. After a successful 18-year tenure at PepsiCo, she decided to join Jet.com, a startup at that stage, where she's grown to currently be the head of merchandising for private brands to understand more about when and why to take certain risks in our career. Hi, Carmela. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, hello, Daniel. So nice to be here. Thanks for asking me to join. Yeah, no, and it's a pleasure to have you here, and thanks for joining us. First of all, I wanted to ask you a very specific question. We've seen that you've been successful in your business career. What do you think are the three key decisions that actually shaped your career? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say the first decision I made, there was really three critical ones. The first one was hiring an executive coach to really help me understand myself. Mm -hmm. So... One thing I learned a lot about as I grew as a leader was emotional intelligence. And so I participated in a series of assessments and worked with a coach that really helped me develop all of those skills. And those really helped set me apart as I grew in my career. The next one I would say is going to New York City for a finance strategy job. So as you know, I was with Pepsi for quite some time Mm -hmm. and I worked out in the field I uh, focused on sales, operations, key accounts, and I was I decided I needed to take that leap to grow further, and that meant moving to our headquarters, which was in New York, and I lived in Pittsburgh at the time. Yeah. And take and taking on a very different role from my comfort level, which was revenue management strategy. That was a scary thing. It was a stretch assignment. It was the first time they actually put a field person in a job like that. So I knew it came with a little bit of risk that I could have been exposed if I didn't do well. But it was one of the best decisions of my career. It totally took my career in a different direction, and it really helped me grow as a person as well. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I would say jumping to retail from consumer packaged goods into a yeah. startup organization like Jet, that was a massive change for me, as you can tell. <laughs> that changed my world. It changed my perspective. It changed my trajectory. It changed my. It changed everything about my career and has really allowed me to see new things that I never thought would be in my horizon when I started my career. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great one also. Yeah, changing industries always is favorable, but I think the other two, getting an executive coach is more out of the box than the other yeah, two. Yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, it was something that I knew I needed to have someone I could talk to openly and authentically and candidly without feeling like, I was being evaluated all the time, but I could grow. So it was a safe place for me to go grow with regards to business. It definitely made a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And we've reflected on like the decisions that shaped your career. Why did people in the same cohort as you, for example, when you were in lower levels at PepsiCo, why did some of them not go as quick or reach your level? What, what do you think are the key maybe pitfalls in career decisions that maybe don't make people grow or accelerate as much? Yeah. Well, a very good mentor and coach who's a dear friend today said to me early in my career, Carmela, you should focus on learning instead of being promoted. Mm. And that is the key difference to what has helped me. I would tell you throughout my career, Daniel, it 
I wasn't always the one ahead. In fact, if you looked at some of my cohorts, they were moving more quickly and it frustrated me. But what ended up happening is when I got to mid-level career, I now had a foundation because I had taken some lateral positions to really learn. I accelerated beyond where they were and where they could go because they had peaked out in the, because they had only been promoted upwards. So my learning and my foundation was so broad that it really helped me go much further in my career. So it was the best advice I had ever received. I often compare it to running a marathon and not a race. So you've got to be in it for the long haul and really understand where it is that you truly want to go and what are the learning experiences you need to weave together in order to get there. And sometimes that means you're going to go sideways. And it doesn't mean you're always going to get promoted when you take a job move. And you have to be okay with that. That is probably the number one thing. A couple of other things Mm -hmm. that truly helped me get to where I am is building a high-performance team. So whenever I get into a new role, I take a look at my team and I'd have to make fast decisions on did I have the right team in place. So I'd invest time to really get to know people, understand their capability. But if I found that there was someone that was not very high-performing, One of the pitfalls I had made early was to let that that individual or those individuals linger. It's the worst thing you can do for them and for yourself. I had to learn the gift of feedback and how to really help individuals find where their best fit was so that, A, they they could move on to where they would be more appreciated and better suited for growth. And that would allow me an ability to bring somebody on that would be high performing onto my team. Doing that in a way that was quick, but not too quick, Uh, was critical to building a high-performing team, and you have to have that in order to be able to deliver results quickly. The other thing I learned, and candidly, I learned this one from my father. He didn't have a, a college education. He came from Italy, and he was a builder, but he had a lot of success in his life, and the reason he did is because he knew how to treat people. So he taught me the concept of the emotional bank account, and so what he said to me is, Carmela, when you are dealing with people, you have to invest in people and you have to do to them how you would, you would want to treat them the way you want to be treated. And much like a bank account, you have to put in deposits. And if you start to take withdrawals and only ask from people and not give, yeah. you're going to go into bankruptcy. Mm. So I always had that notion of I never want to go into bankruptcy with people. I always want to have a credit balance with them so that I'm in a good position. <laughs> and it helps actually it helps shift shape my brand as well. It, it, yeah. People know me to be a leader like that. Okay. No, that's, um, that's great advice. Good advice given to me. That's what I can share. <laughs> yeah. No, also, I think that's great advice for everyone who's listening, to be honest. Um, I know that you had a fast career in PepsiCo, for example, and decided to make a move into Jet.com. Yeah. In this case, or in general of your career, why, why did you decide to make a move when you were happy somewhere? Yeah, and I was happy. Pepsi was a great organization. They they did so much for my personal and professional growth. And I was at a point in my career where I had worked all my career to become a VP and, and into that group to move along. And I saw it. The finish line was right there. That was my next role. But a good friend of mine who I trusted, who had done very well, had come to me about the Jeff.com opportunity. And you can never time things. You have to be very open-minded and listen And so she talked to me quite a number of times about the Jet.com opportunity. And I finally agreed to at least meet with the chief operating officer. And she she agreed. She said, hey, if you meet with this individual and you still don't want to do it, I'll leave you alone. And I said, okay, deal. (laughs) So I met with, um, his name was Nate Faust at the time. And then I met with Mark Laurie and Scott Hilton. 
the reason I made the change was really uh, twofold. First of all, I knew e-commerce was going to be a big thing and I knew I didn't know a lot about it, <clears throat> but I knew I would need to learn and become very good in that area for the future. Yeah. So that was something I knew as a fact. The second thing I knew is retail is the side of the business I never touched. And it was something I was very interested in, but I never knew how to quite make that leap of faith. And then lastly, um, it came down to the leadership. When I met uh, Nate, Scott, and Mark, I was so impressed with the, the clarity of vision, their amazing intelligence, yet coupled with humility. Mm. They, I, was, I was very taken aback at how humble and thoughtful they all were. Um, and I always, my belief is people quit people, they don't quit companies. Yeah. And when I saw them, not that I had a bad situation because I was happy at Pepsi, but when I saw those three things come together, I thought, wow, I, I, I have to go do this. I cannot pass this opportunity up. And so what I tried to do to make it a softer landing is, you know, I always believe you never burn a bridge and I never have. I left Pepsi on very good terms. So when I left, they fortunately said, hey, if things don't work out, you can come back. So I knew oh, I'd, have to, uh, I'd have to eat a little humble pie if that happened, but I'm still very close to all those individuals. But it was the best decision of my career. I learned more than I ever thought I could learn about how to run a business, how to be in a startup, startup how the venture capital world works, how retail works. And then when Walmart bought us, it brought us to the largest retailer in the world. Uh, yeah. And that was a whole nother set of learning. So things happen for a reason. I do believe that. Yeah. And, and reflecting back, what advice would you give to someone that's earlier in their career, senior manager, director, senior director, so they're earlier in their career and they're in their comfort zone and don't feel the need to move, maybe just going, yeah, they're in their comfort zone. So they're not open to a move because they're comfortable, but maybe that will have an impact on their long-term career. What advice would you give? Yeah, great question. I would, first of all, uh, make sure that, or, or advise people to be very open-minded mm -hmm. and make sure you, A, understand where you really want to be. Take some time to really think about the future and where you'd like your future to be. I think Stephen Covey talks about it by saying, begin with the end in mind. So I can tell you that my end in mind today looks different than it did before. Yeah. But every time I reached a particular goal, you reset the goal, right? So start really thinking big and start thinking about where do I want to be? What do I want my personal brand to be? What do I want my work brand to be? And make sure those, those two are in harmony. Because if they're not, you're not going to be authentic. And that will not allow your best self to come through. Mm -hmm. So take off the blinders, set some goals. And if you can't really understand it completely, go, go look at some others that have done it and then talk to them, learn from them, ask them questions. How did you get here? What did you learn? What do you like about what you're doing? What don't you like about what you're doing? Because sometimes people may not exactly know where they want to be. Then once you look at that, raise your hand at work and say, listen, this is where I want to go. I want to learn along the way. Can I take some stretch assignments to start building a foundation to help me get there yeah. and partner with somebody at work, whether that's a mentor, whether that's HR, whether that's, your, of course, your manager and start getting involved and stepping out of the box. The other thing is I always say sit at the table. So, mm -hmm. so many new leaders, including myself, I was afraid to speak up a lot of the times at meetings. Yeah. Um, Even, even when I had the VP title, I was afraid to do it. That's uh, hard to, I don't know why that is. hard to believe. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. So don't feel like you're going to look in unintelligent. Just be curious. Ask, don't overdo, but ask appropriate questions, yeah. take notes, and then follow up to learn more. So take an approach of learning and being curious. Build that out for yourself. Good things will come of that without a question. Um, and don't be afraid to fail. People that fail, as long as you're learning from it, that's the best part. Just learn from your failure so you don't repeat those. And then I would say last but not least, don't cheat yourself. So I always tell people, always do what's right, not what looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there is a poem that I always keep on my desk, on my computer, in my office, and it's called Man in the Glass. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I haven't. Uh, do you mind if, if, real quick, do you mind me yeah. sharing it with you? Yeah, I would love it. I would okay. Love it. So here's how it goes. It says, when you get what you want in your struggle, struggle for self, and the world makes you king for a day. Just go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what the man has to say. Hmm. For it isn't your father or your mother or wife whose judgment upon you must pass. The fellow whose verdict counts most in your life is the one staring back from the glass. He's the fellow to please, never mind all the rest, for he's with you clear to the end. And you've passed your most difficult, dangerous test if the man in the glass is your friend. You may fool the whole world down the pathway of years and get pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartache and tears if you've cheated the man in the glass. So I keep that with me at all times. That's great. And it's always a reminder. (laughs) Thank you. That's excellent. That's excellent because I think that it's, it's good also to, as you said, to remind ourselves of who we are in the bad time, I think that maybe we have more tendency to do that in the bad times, maybe to to punish ourselves, but also mm-hmm. in the good times to actually look back and actually is this victory today bring me to where I want to be really, no? Yes, that's exactly right. You have to remember that because you build your career, not just from your things that didn't go so well, but from all of the success. And yeah. that's what makes you better every day. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that was great. That was great. And, and Carmela, what can I say? Thanks so much for joining us today. I think I've learned a lot and I think that our listeners will learn as well. Oh, thank you so much, Daniel. It was a pleasure as always to talk to you. Thanks again. Thanks, Carmela. And thanks to all our listeners and see you in the next edition of the podcast.